0: welcome to uncorked another podcast brought to you by team corker I am very honoured to have none other than Michelle Gehagen on the podcast today. We secretly call Michelle the Mayor of France. I think she knows that. And when she's in Vancouver, she is the definite Mayor of All Women on Bikes. And I'm really grateful that we have 20 Minutes to Riff together. Welcome to the show, Michelle.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Steph. I think it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Well, you and I rode up a local... Mountain this summer, and I remember riding thinking the stories of Michelle. The stories of Michelle, there's so many, and the tales of you know, once upon a time to what current day life has looked like has been so vast. And I think that here we are, you know, the clock has now struck 2021, and I appreciate your insight into the world as you have known it and seen it. And you know, before we hit record, I said, Michelle. What's the state of COVID going to be like for us in January? And you had some interesting intel. So what are two things you think about this current state for us? Your hypotheses, if you will. I
1: think that one of the things that's going to really start to unfold, especially given that there's as many as 10 vaccines that will be ready for public consumption by the middle of the year. And I think that what that does is it causes the way people look at the problem to shift somewhat. And and I think what's going to start to happen as well, especially in countries where there's been some real pushback against the policies of the government. And I think Canada is not in bad shape that way, but UK is a good example of a place where I think that people are just sick of it. And I think you're going to start to see not, not so much protests on the street, that's much more of a French thing, but you're going to start to see people pushing back and saying, you know, you didn't get it right the first five times you tried. And I'm quietly going to start going about my business. And and I think that that's going to start to happen. So no big civil unrest, but definitely people getting a bit tired of it and saying, yeah, okay, fine. No, I'm not doing that. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's one thing. And I think another thing that we're going to see out of it is that, and I don't know that anybody can predict this now, and anybody who's writing about it in January 2021 will not know what's going to happen, what the state of affairs will be in, I don't know, January 2023. but. I think that the mental health implications of this are going to be vast. And initially, I thought it was going to impact more a a very specific cohort, people who were potentially having trouble already, and and that this would push them a little bit closer to the edge in terms of just feeling fearful and whatnot. But I I think that it goes much deeper. I think that we're going to find down the road that this is going to cut much broader and much deeper than we thought in terms of the implications for mental health.
0: Well, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, nothing really is a surprise after all that 2020 brought. And yet, in many respects, I think we can look back and say, who would have ever thought this year? And you know, you say 2023. But I can't help but keep it personal to you and say, if you were to look back even 10 years in your career and what you were up to in life, would you have thought that the path that you were on would have taken you to starting France bike rentals (laughs) from Vancouver?
1: No, I you know, it's, it's an interesting, I thought about this in a way that I don't normally, because who does, as I was getting ready for this conversation with you. And, and I think that, uh, no, I would never have predicted it. And at the same time, I love that I've been blessed with the opportunities that I have been and that I, you know, in fairness, would grab them when, when they presented themselves. So, you know, I practiced law for a long time in, in Vancouver and probably 20 years, a bit more and was blessed to have amazing clients, entrepreneurs, mostly a lot of people in the film and television business. Mm. And then an opportunity came along in 2006. And and it was a, a guy that I knew and didn't know super well, but he was really on a roll. And what he did or what he does is finance junior public companies. And he said, you know, we've got a number of companies here. And would you consider sitting on some of the boards? And I was still practicing and I had my office down in Yale town. And I was starting to get a bit bored because there's only so many times you can do the same agreement over and over again. And the timing was actually in retrospect, quite perfect. And he said, we'd like to see you get more involved in the business in the companies we're taking public and start by sitting on the board. Well, within six months, Steph, I didn't have a law practice anymore. I had essentially given my law practice to a couple of very close friends who continue to practice to this day. And it was the best thing that ever happened. And within probably six to 12 months of that happening we opened an office in london and i moved to london and that was a place that i had always wanted to live and Mm -hmm. i had spent some time there but it never loads and and off the back of that then came there's this area in provence that i've been going to forever since even before i started sitting on these public company boards and being in london gave me the opportunity to get there more often because it's a really an hour and a half flight from Heathrow to get there. And so I started going more and more often and ended up having a house there before I had sort of gone and stayed in this one area, but then ended up with a house there. And from that, I got deeper and deeper into the cycling community there. And in 2014, we started France Bike Rentals because we felt there was an opportunity to do something cool with high-end premium bike rentals that had that hadn't been done. And we saw more and more of the people that were coming to the area, and we're at the bottom of a very iconic cycling climb called Mont Ventoux and and we saw more and more people coming for events and renting villas and just wanting better bikes than were normally available and even to this day the bike rental business tends to be made up of bike shops with four bikes in the back that are all different brands and all different ages and different sizes and you're lucky if you find something that works and it probably doesn't and we took it in a completely different direction and ended up with being the uh Partner for Ironman through all of Europe and and a bunch of other race series and ASO, the company that owns the Tour de France. We did all their special events like the ATAP de Tour, which is the Fondo, essentially that you ride one of the stages of the Thank tour. You. So yeah, yeah. So that well, all came together in a reasonably short period of time, actually.
0: Well, a reasonably short period of time, an exciting period of time, as you said. I mean, in six months, arguably you could say your life changed and this trajectory that you were on. Quickly became that over in London, a practice given to some dear friends. You know, you've certainly changed the lives of many people who have had access to bikes because of you, and also, you know, your tour guideness of making it a destination to climb onto with you. And the joy in having this conversation is that out of the dirt and out of not even always tough times, just changing times, come mm-hmm. some unpredictable you know, life experiences, life happenstances that say, look where I am. And in many respects you can say it's brought you right back home and here you are in Vancouver. Yet it's it's the sense of knowing what to grab and what not to grab, the sense of adventure that says I'm going to say yes. And upon a new year, when the clock strikes January, we like to look at life and say, what do I want to be different? And what do I want to stay the same? And what am I willing to do to create something that's different? And I just look at you and it's like the question I've always wanted to know. How have you known that it's been the right time to jump and do something totally different? I wish I knew the answer to that. I think
1: I honestly do because it would make me feel like I had more uh, personal insight than I probably actually do. But it's, uh, it's, a, it's a funny one. And I think for me, it's never been about money. So I think maybe for me, that's been an important part of it. You know, be comfortable and that sort of thing. But it's never been ever solely about money. And it's been about adventures. It's been about mm-hmm. meeting interesting people. It's one of my favorite things about the cycling business. And I always say that obviously the public company uh, business is much more lucrative than the bike business. And at the same time, I've ended up meeting a whole new array of people that I absolutely adore mm-hmm. and feel like my tribe. And at the same time, Can't do anything other than to say 1 million thank yous to the guy who walked in my office in 2006 and asked me to join that team. Shout out to him, Wayne Tisdale. He's a fantastic guy who gave me all sorts of opportunities that I'm not sure I would have had any other way. So, yeah, there are some strange little sliding door moments in life where, yeah, you got to be prepared to say yes when the opportunity presents itself. And I guess I've been lucky enough to have those opportunities present themselves and be brave enough to take them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's really fun to talk about adventure and to talk about being brave. One of the bravest things you might have done is endured 2020 when no one was renting bikes and no one was traveling to France and none of the events were taking place. And so without taking a turn to a sad route, I think there is also a lot for us to learn from you about navigating what was 2020. And how did you do it? Well,
1: You know, in terms of the bike business, you're absolutely right. It was horrendous on a bunch of different levels. The fact is that we navigated it through, we sold off some of the bikes in the fleet, and that was actually okay because they were older bikes that probably needed to go anyway anyway. And we used that to pay the bills and keep the lights on and whatnot. And without the the French government was very supportive of tourism because tourism is so important to the country and we qualified as a business in the tourism sector. And so we were able to bring some of that support on board and a really a fantastic team of people who hung in there with us when there wasn't much going on. And, the we have uh, we also have a shop, like, an actual physical shop right at the bottom of the Vontu. And that thing kind of managed to take over in 2020, okay, because even though people weren't coming from far away, people from continental Europe were still coming and and we managed to make that work in 2020 by just being a bit smarter about you know our buying and that kind mm. of thing. So you know, we've got there in the end. Is it a perfect scenario? No, but we consider ourselves pretty lucky that, that we've been able to weather the storms. There's lots of people that aren't going to make it through. And at the same time, without sounding like a complete cliche, out of all that crisis does come opportunity. And I think that 2021 is going to be full of opportunities for people who, again, kind of what we were saying before, are prepared to Sit up straight, have a look around, keep your eyes open, and jump in the times right. I think there will be some interesting opportunities that come out of 2021, and I'm looking at a few of them myself right now.
0: Right. So, we're going to keep those tucked into your heart for sure, but it's the lessons. And this is what I keep coming back to it's like the lessons of Michelle. And if you're lucky enough to ride with Michelle, you get glimpses of them when you're on a bike. And may this conversation be like riding a bike with Michelle. And so, what do you see for, be it 2021 or 2022, and what do you wish for, for us as a community together right now?
1: I hope for bravery. And mm. and that's a, a really important one because as I was talking about before, I, th- I do think that there are some people who are really suffering and probably a lot of people suffering quietly and don't want to put their hands up and ask for help. And so mm. I, that's what I wish for everyone. I wish that it, that everybody feels little bit braver than they would have otherwise thought. I I think Mm. that would be what I would wish for people. It's just that little extra bit of grit, because it's not coming out of this is not going to be entirely easy. Yeah. And and I think we have to accept that. And at the same time, be super positive, because the world's been through much worse. So
0: yeah, fair. I mean, I want to, I want to take it a step further, because it's like, you know, you get on a bike, and you're like, just keep riding. It's like, well, sometimes that's easier said than done. And so, I couldn't agree more. Be brave. I think we've never been called to be more brave. And yet I can't help but wonder, what's the secret to that for you? You know, how how do we practice? How do we flex being brave?
1: I think that some of the tools are really basic. Mm. they are taking care of yourself physically. And I was going to say not pushing yourself any harder than, <laughs> than you really need to. I, I think people, and again, this is going to sound like a bit of a cliche, but I think it's never been more true. Be kind to yourself. Start there. Be yeah. kind to yourself. And you know this is probably everybody does it differently, but this is probably not the year where you need to beat yourself up and you know, maybe just be kind to yourself and and take the time to spend time riding your bike with your your kids instead of getting up at four in the morning to do some sort of session on your trainer in the basement. I, I don't know. I think maybe maybe just be a little bit kinder to yourself. You can build yourself back up to the intensity. But let's all start off by being kind to ourselves and, and recalibrating on that basis. Yes. You know?
0: Oh, gosh. Yes. And and it's really beautiful because for people that know you, they'll know that, like, these are not words that I thought would come out of your mouth all the time, Michelle. And <laughs> these aren't, you know, this is coming from the person that does know about grinding out sessions and grinding out, you know, the long, hard stuff and to say, The bravest thing we could do right now is take care of ourselves so that we can go out into the world and continue to be brave. And that might mean changing careers. It might mean moving to a new place. You know, I'm interested to know from you, in the same way France Bike Rentals was born, where do you see opportunity for something new to be born out of this? Granted, starting anything takes a lot of bravery, and sometimes it takes a lot of bravery to know what to say no to as well. Yet, if we take care of ourselves and we're kind to ourselves, and it is a year of opportunity, what do you see as those areas that that could be born from this, Michelle? Are
1: you thinking about business ideas or are you thinking more about personal growth?
0: Well, honestly, from your perspective, I'm interested in either both or or neither if you if you say the most important thing is just to take care of ourselves, which could be very much that. Okay, the the way I'm going to recalibrate going through
1: 2021 is absolutely to continue to just push. And Mm. I know that sounds slightly contradictory, but it's not, I'm going to start with a recalibration being careful about being kind to self and those around me and whatnot. And then at the same time, almost, there's lots of opportunities and exciting things to get on with and you know what it is it's like if 2020 taught us anything it was there is no time to waste so that's that's the flip side of it you know there's yes be kind to yourself but man get your skates on get going there's stuff to do
0: yes oh my gosh i couldn't agree more there is stuff to do what is one thing you're really excited about this year
1: i'm excited to be traveling again Mm. and and that's that's near and dear to my heart and and truthfully from i always traveled a bit, but after I moved to London, the places that I got to go to that were related to the mining business and things—it was South America. I used to go to a country that no one's even heard of once a month for almost two years. Yeah. Uh, it's called Suriname; it's for, former Dutch Guyana because we had a mining project there. And I got all over the place in Africa. I mean, uh, wow. Mozambique and Kenya and Tanzania and South Africa, and and so t- for me, travel is absolutely the fastest route to opening your eyes to what's going on out in the world if Mm. you don't do that you miss so much and so i'm looking forward to to that i'm looking forward to seeing new places places i haven't been and i'm really looking forward to having the ability to have time in my happy place in provence again last year i got there for two months and this year i intend to get there for a
0: lot more Mm, magic Yes. You know, I think every time I saw you in Vancouver, you had your passport in hand. You were either getting off of a plane or getting to a plane within a 24 hour period of time. And maybe that was just you managing jet lag on a bike. But that that is exactly how I experience you to be best on or off a plane. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Right after the plane comes the bike. Michelle, I appreciate your insight. And I know that you've done really interesting things and yet beyond doing them, it's the being who you are that I always find so interesting to talk to and to learn from and to realize that at the end of all of this, we just want time and we want time to push. And I love the oxymorons and I think they're so, so true. So we wrap this podcast with one final question and that is what is making your heart beat faster?
1: The opportunities that lie ahead in 2021. Because, mm. again, to repeat myself, there is absolutely no time to waste. There's yeah. stuff to do. There is stuff to do. And and by like the way, it. Steph, I'm not going to let you go. What's <laughs> making your heart sing right now, my friend?
0: Oh, gosh, I know. We could go carry on. I have, a, I have a sneaky suspicion that we'll have podcast number two together in no short order. You know, I am inspired by the sense of being brave. And I am inspired by recognizing that time is precious, and a sense of what is totally possible. And I don't want to say by any means that I'm fearless, but being brave makes my heart beat faster. And if I was brave, what would I really, really do? And I think that that's what 2021 has in store for me. So it's very easy to be equally excited and nervous, both of which make my heart beat faster, to be more brave. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks, Michelle.
1: Thanks, Steph. It was fantastic.